Adventure X from Capital One is the travel card for people always asking, where next? You earn 10x miles on hotels and rental cars and 5x miles on flights booked through Capital One Travel and 2x miles on everything else you buy with Venture X. Plus, receive premium travel benefits like access to over 1,300 airport lounges. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. <laughs> yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. Welcome to The Midnight Bookworm. I'm your host, Neela Gilbert, and today we're going to be discussing a couple of my favorite reads this year and sorting it by genre. First, I want to just thank you guys so much for listening to this first season. Um, I know that we had a lot of technological stuff to work through, but I'm glad that I was able to put it out and give, you know, people some book reviews. And again, like, thank you just so much. I've really enjoyed doing this. And I don't know when season two is going to come out. Um, but yeah, just stay tuned and keep following our social media. So I'm going to do three genres today. Okay, so the first one's going to be romance. Like, as you know, you should have guessed that. And then the second one is fantasy. And then the last one is going to be, like, short stories slash horror, which I know, like, I don't usually recommend stuff like that, but I just read this really good book, and I really wanted to... Um, recommend it and I think it's like a nice little it's not really the typical kind of read that I suggest so if you're looking for something to get you back into reading and to like spice up your life especially if you're in a slump and you want something that's gonna like pique your interest I definitely think short stories are a good way to do that because you know like the plot is um, it moves faster and there's usually some sort of cliffhanger, and I think they're just a really interesting read. I definitely want to get into them more. But yeah, so let's get into it. So for my romance book, now, I don't know if this is like my top ever romance read, but because usually the books I recommend are like some of my top ones, here's just another top one. And I really felt like this book I vibed with and I understood it a lot. And this book is If the Shoe Fits by Julie Murphy, and I'm going to read you guys the summary. After having just graduated with a degree in shoe design and trying to get her feet on the ground, Cindy is working for her stepmother, who happens to be the executive producer of America's favorite reality show, Before Midnight. When a spot open on the show needs filling ASAP, Cindy volunteers, hoping it might help jumpstart her fashion career or at least give her something to do while her peers land jobs in the world of high fashion. Turns out, being the only plus-size woman on a reality dating competition makes a splash, and soon Cindy becomes a body positivity icon for women everywhere. What she doesn't expect? That she may just find inspiration and love in the process. Ultimately, Cindy learns that if the shoe doesn't fit, maybe it's time to design your own. I really like this book. I think I really like the reality TV show trope. I don't know. Maybe that's just like my recent obsession with Love Island. 
but I, I really like it. Like that and Charm Offensive. I also, I think I like learning about an area of, you know, per, like a professional career that I have no idea about because other than like living in Hollywood, I feel like a lot of people wouldn't be regularly exposed to how shows and movies are produced. And I always just find it really interesting. And I don't know if you could tell by the names, but this is a Cinderella like retelling, but it's not, I wouldn't say, like I wouldn't market it to you guys as a Cinderella retelling. It just has some like elephant, like elements, you know, like her name being Cindy, uh, the thing about shoes, you know, the, the stepmother thing. It's kind of just that, but it's a lot more um, obviously modern and romancy. And I don't know, I really like it. So this book is 304 pages. I finished it in a day. Like this was one of those books you pick up and you can't stop reading. And you're like, I don't have any important things to do today. I'm just going to read this. So <laughs> yeah, so that's why it's probably one of my number one romances, just because it is so good. There are no like slow parts and you just can't stop reading it. Okay, so for the fantasy book, I would say I also just really liked Ninth House, but I already did an episode on that. Um... And I, I want to also expose, I mean, I think I've seen this on like TikTok maybe once or twice, but other than that, I haven't heard as much buzz about it. And I know that the sequel is coming out and the book is This Woven Kingdom by Tehera Mafi. And she also wrote the Shatter Me series. So if you guys have read that, I haven't, but I just like, I have seen a lot about it. Um, so I know she's a very accomplished author, but yeah, let's read the summary. To all the world, Elisa is a disposable servant, not the long lost heir to an ancient jinn kingdom forced to hide in plain sight. The, the crown prince, Cameron, has heard the prophecies foretelling the death of his king, but he could never have imagined that the servant girl with the strange eyes, the girl he can't put out of his mind, would one day soon uproot his kingdom and the world. So from that summary, it's pretty short, um, but the book is not short. The book is 512 pages. So this is definitely a high fantasy read. You have to get, um, I think it is a little easier to get into because it's based on um, Persian mythology. And I've just read like a couple other books with Persian mythology. So I kind of just knew the terminology. But if you're looking to get into a like a mythology that isn't like Greek or Roman, I would definitely recommend this book. I really liked it. And I think even though it's long, um, there's enough like plot going on. And there's also romance. Um, if you couldn't tell, it's kind of like enemies to lovers. But I mean, okay, no, it's not enemies to lovers. It's like Prince and the Pauper. And also like, I'm gonna destroy your kingdom <laughs> to lovers. But like, on accident, you know? So this book definitely has a lot of tropes. And for the last one, the horror slash short stories, um, it's going to be Things We Lost in the Fire by Mariana Enriquez. So this book um, is this author's first book translated into English. And um, sometimes I'm a bit worry, wary of those kind of books because you never know what gets lost like in the translation. But I mean, I thoroughly enjoyed the book and I didn't feel like anything was missing. So let me read you guys the summary. In these wildly imaginative, devilishly daring tales of the Macrobe, internationally best-selling author Mariana Enriquez brings contemporary Argentina to vibrant life as a place where shocking inequality, violence, and corruption are the law of the land, while military dictatorship and legions of desperacidos loom large in the collective memory. 
In these stories, reminiscent of Shirley Jackson and Julio Cortazar, three young friends distract themselves with drugs and pain in the midst of a government-enforced blackout. A girl with nothing to lose steps into an abandoned house and never comes back out. To protest a viral form of domestic violence, a group of women set themselves on fire. But alongside the black magic and disturbing disappearances, these stories are fueled by compassion for the frightened and the lost, ultimately bringing these characters, mothers and daughters, husbands and wives, into a surprisingly familiar reality. Written in hypnotic prose that gives grace to the grotesque, Things We Lost in the Fire is a powerful exploration of what happens when our darkest desires are left to roam unchecked and signals the arrival of an astonishing and necessary voice in contemporary fiction. So there's not a real um, specific summary for this book because it is just a collection, you know, and each chapter is a new story. I would say um, it's not for the faint of heart. If you like horror, this is for you, but it's not like gory. It's more spooky and scary. I would definitely say it was giving me like the real Halloween, like Hallow's Eve vibes and not like you know, commercialized Halloween. And I mean, there is like some mention of like ghosts, but it's not like your typical haunted doll, haunted cat, uh, what's it called? Oh, clown, like horror movie. It's a lot deeper. And I think that's why I enjoyed it so much because a lot of it was like stuff that, you know, the abandoned house that you sometimes drive by or um, a missing kid case gone wrong. Um, oh, I'm trying to think. Oh, like your strange neighbor. So it's more stuff that you can imagine. And I think that's why, like in the summary, they talk about how um, it's a surprisingly familiar reality because like, I mean, it is set in Argentina, but you can imagine, like I was imagining this in my Midwestern neighborhood, you know? So that's what I really enjoyed about this book is you're learning about like Argentinian culture, but you're also learning about, you know, just like the similarities between humans, even across continents. And I just think it was written so beautifully. It's only also, it's 192 pages. So it is a lot shorter than the other books I've recommended, which I also think adds to the fact that, you know, it can get you out of your slump. And it is like, some of the stories you may like if you don't like the story you can just skip it which I mean I didn't skip any of the stories but I could understand if there's like a specific one you don't like or I don't know maybe one that's too creepy and hits too close to home but what I like is that you can you know keep reading and your interest continuously gets peaked because there are all these new plots like nothing is really recycled uh, the common theme is like you know like the macrobe and um just scary stuff but other than that like other like some of them are like taking old folk tales to life but it's not recycled and that's why i think it was just done so beautifully so those are my top books uh year to date obviously of stuff I've just really enjoyed so far this year and I think all of them I think that's all reflected in my reviews because even when I wasn't leaving like full reviews in the beginning of this year all of these books I gave um like really good reviews to and I just think that kind of shows it so now by the way I just gave these all five stars like you should have guessed that but I'm gonna read you guys my reviews just so you know 
So here's the review for If the Shoe Fits, which is our romance book. I just read this in three hours. It was amazing and fashion and grief were portrayed so well and the chemistry and the me cute and the freaking reality TV show and the ending, oh my God, you need to read this. I don't know who you was because I don't know anybody who actually reads my reviews, but as you can tell, I was very excited about this book. And then here's the summary for my fantasy, the fantasy book, which is This Woven Kingdom. I loved this. The female main character was tough and powerful while still being compassionate and positive. I'm Elise's biggest fan. If you guys have read Shadow and Bone, um, there's a character, I mean, no, sorry. If you guys have read Six of Crows, which is part of the Grishaverse series, um, or if you have read Shadow and Bone, um, Alina Starkoff and Inej Gaffa, like, they kind of give me similar vibes to Elise because I, um, also I hope I'm not pronouncing that wrong, um, they are like, they get, they are powerful and they are, you know, they could do a lot with that power, but they still remain compassionate. And sometimes they're scared of their own power, which I think is a really good sign in a hero because, you know, that's when you know that they're still human and they aren't going to take it too far. And that's kind of like the line between hero and villain. And so if you liked those kind of, if you like those kind of characters that, um, I wouldn't say morally gray because honestly, I just support them and everything they do. Um, but it's probably a little morally gray. Um, Elise, like, I don't, I can't remember anything specific she does that's like really bad, but she just like the world hands her a terrible deal and she's kind of just like, you know, still nice to people, still gives like people who have less than her, like her, like food or like clothes or stuff like that. And, like, she does it in a way where you're not like, okay, this is unrealistic. Just because her internal mo monologue is so good and she's just so well-developed. And that is why you have to read this book. And then here's my summary for Things We Lost in the Fire. Absolutely loved. This was my first horror read. I enjoy the short story format. I think it really nailed in that all of these stories could be happening at the same time across Argentina. I liked how some of them ended right when the horror was revealed, as it was up to the dark parts of my own brain to fill in the rest of the story. Yeah, I think that was a really nice literary device that the um, author used, is like revealing the horror in the last sentence, because you're like, oh my god, I need more. What's next? And then you just go to a different story. And it's like, ah! You know, and maybe that's a little unsatisfying to some readers, but to me, I absolutely loved it. Now, it is like... Obviously, these don't have um, a similar trope, so I'm not really going to compare tropes. Um, they all, not all, but uh, both the fantasy and the romance book have romance, if you're looking for that. I think I can't rank them because they're just so different. Because it honestly, like, you can't rank a romance and fantasy book because, you know, they're they're set to accomplish different things. And I just think it's important to keep that in mind and why that's why there are different genres. I'll just go over like the tropes and stuff so you guys like know more specifically for the other two. And um, also kind of like some trigger warnings for the horror book because there is just a lot. For If the Shoe Fits, some tropes, um, reality TV show is a big one. So also like, um, what's it called? Forced Proximity. And Forbidden Romance, because I, like, kind of found out that producers in um, reality TV shows 
have a set couple they want at the end, which I mean, honestly, like you probably could like think that, but this is different from like a Love Island or something like that show where there's multiple couples because this is more like The Bachelor and, um, you know, they have a, a, ah, a specific woman, woman they want to end up with the bachelor guy um and that was interesting to me so it is kind of a forbidden relationship because as you'll find out the tv producers don't like want cindy cindy to win um and yeah so that's that also there is like a lot of like internet trolls it is kind of talking about um because they don't really have phones you know on the reality tv show and like, Cindy doesn't find out that she is basically an overnight sensation until much later. And there are also some scenes... Okay, this isn't, like, trigger warning, but I'm just warning you guys. Like, there are some scenes with a lot of, like, fat phobia and just, like, talking about the, you know, TV show industry and how it doesn't really welcome any bodies that aren't what it wants them to be so I I enjoyed one like the author calling them out for that and two like how Cindy was like she took it in strides and she made her own way without you know completely um I would say like she she was able to show them like the problem in their own thinking without make like uh without like giving a bad name to all of the plus-size women that will come after her you know because as a trailblazer you have to like balance that line of trailblazing while you know remaining within the societal standards so that the rules aren't more restrictive or stuff like that I don't know if I explained that really well um <laughs> as a non-trailblazer but um it's okay so, yeah, so overall, I can't really remember anything else, but I just think the romance was so sweet. I think this book is a little YA, but it's not, you know, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's more just about, like, the journey than the end, because there's, like, so many contestants, and um, the guy has to, like, oh, he has to, you know, pick women to send home. Also, there's that thing of, like, it's not a trope, but, you know, like, meeting someone, and then you're like, oh, I'm never going to see them again. And then you see them again. And it's, like, in a very important position. And then for This Woven Kingdom, obviously the, like, whole royalty thing. Also, like, when one person has, like, a fear and then the other one, like, comforts them. Oh, it's so cute. And then, oh, like, there's a lot of prophecies in this book. It's definitely a fantasy trope. And, yeah, I don't want to spoil too much, so I can't really give that much away. And then also, just for the things they lost in the fire, there is mention of, uh, like, emotional abuse, drugs, obviously horror stuff. There is some blood. Oh, like, murder, but I think it's more just, like, happened in the past, like, it doesn't actually happen. Oh, and there's just, like, a lot of creepy stuff that I can't really give a trigger warning to, but just, like, keep in mind that when you sign up for this book, it's definitely for, like you know, like 16 plus or whatever. I really didn't have any big problems with these books. I think, well, This Woven Kingdom was like the ending set up really well, the second book. So it's more just a problem of the author needs to release the second book immediately. And um, 
if the shoe fits, honestly, it was just so good that there's nothing in coming to my brain right now. And yeah, so I, I really want you guys to read these books because they are so good. Um, in terms of who they're best for, it's just like what genre you like, you know, romance, fantasy. Um, I would encourage you to try and branch out to the horror and short stories. I didn't think I would like it, but I really did. And, you know, if I like it, maybe you guys will like it. But thank you so much for listening to The Midnight Bookworm. Season one has been such a joy to do, and I'm so glad that people actually listen <laughs> and um, want book reviews. And if you have any personal opinions on this episode, feel free to share them on our Instagram, on our website, and our TikTok. And I hope you enjoyed this season truly, and thank you so much for listening. And with that, this bookworm is out. So peace out, y'all.